Hi, and welcome to Radical Change Group. Today we're continuing our series of podcasts on tribing, creating groups that work. And this is our podcast number 12 in this series. We're going to focus today on a, a crucial topic for creating tribes, aligning the values of the team members. Uh, and we have uh, broken down the podcast into three parts for you. Um, First, we will speak about why it's important to align the values and what happens when you don't do that. Uh, then we'll run this through our own experience in a radical change group, um, what challenges we faced when getting together in the very beginning as a tribe and how things worked for us. And we'll try to uh, uh, point the steps so you can model it in your own uh, tribes. And then we will uh, conclude with um, some thoughts about how to find people, other people with aligned values, perhaps how to expand your tribe and how to refresh and uh, recharge the spirit of your tribe with others. So let's start with, uh, with probably the most important question, why do we need to align the values? and? And uh, what happens when, when values are misaligned? Bayur, you had a beautiful uh, metaphor for it. Hmm. Oh, you mean the boat metaphor? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the way to think about it is um, when you're in a tribe, it's kind of akin to being on a boat. And everybody does their part in rowing. And everyone can say, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll step in and help to row. But what happens when everyone rows at a different rhythm and at a different speed and at a different time? The boat goes nowhere. In fact, it could help, it could capsize the boat. But the moment people start going in the same rhythm, same speed, in the same direction, the boat starts to blaze through towards its destination. So that to me is a good metaphor of thinking why getting in sync with others, not just rapport, but at a very deep level where the values are aligned, the goals are aligned, and you start having a common trajectory, a teleology, if you will, uh, that's what happens. That's why in order to get to where you want to go faster and have more fun while doing it, align thyself with thy neighbor. <laughs> mm -hmm. It seems to me that, that um, short-term, uh, a tribe can work without values of team members aligned, right? Uh, but if it's to succeed over a longer time, then the, the directions really need to face the same. You know, I'm not even sure I can call it a tribe if the values are not aligned. I mean, you can get in a group and do a little project kind of one-off. Uh -huh. But that's not really a tribe, it's more like just a bunch of people got together, got done with something and, and left. Uh, I guess if we're talking about tribes, then I can't imagine an actual functional tribe without aligning values. I would agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened to us was interesting, right? In the beginning, 
when we just met, uh, we had uh, kind of the surface goals or the surface values were different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then through time, we discovered that deep underneath, we shared the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't, why don't we share that story a little bit about uh, yeah. what happened? Yeah, mm-hmm. so so as far as I remember, right, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> when we got together, back, we had... Back when you had hair and you were younger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, when we met, right, we uh, we each had our own uh, ideas for what we wanted to do in this group, in, in this possible tribe, right? I wanted very much to market my uh, training center and... Um, I wanted to bring disturbance into the self-help industry, if you will, and shake things up. I firmly believed in two things. One was uh, uh, evolution brings out the best in us and you need to disrupt things. And second was uh, my philosophy of dare, care and share, which is essentially make a contribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I guess I wanted to shake up the, the specifically the NLP world because coming from science, I thought NLP is nowhere near a life science. It was like a dead science at that point. Um, so that's where I was coming from. Right, so this seemed very, very different on, on the surface. And I would even say we kind of thought about uh, using the other to, to further our direction. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think that's an accurate statement. And, and quite frankly, when we were staying at that surface level, we butted heads quite a bit. Yeah, we fought a lot. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like, for example, do you remember the training that you did in San Francisco? I came, I came, you asked me to come in, and we almost split as a group at the end of the training. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then what happened with us is that I, I, I would call this magically, right? I mean, this, I think this is, didn't have to happen, but we discovered that uh, underneath these short-term goals, uh, we shared a lot of fundamental human values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess for, for, for one thing, we discovered that, uh, 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 that we share a lot, uh, the, we value intelligence quite a bit, right? That was one at least one unifying value for us. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just before the podcast, we pulled out this, uh, uh, what is it, six, seven-year-old document, right, that we have created back then to uh, figure mm-hmm. out our values. And uh, uh, it was actually interesting to look at it because uh, on the surface, it, it, yeah, we had all those different things, but now that we look at it, we could see that there are a lot of common values that we still share. Uh, is still there, uh, like the intelligence, like the personal growth. I would say the contribution or generosity was was there uh, to a large extent. When at least in the way that we we synthesized our values in that document. I remember I remember doing those exercises uh, through a period of time where we were trying to figure out how to bring some clarity to the project and how we can make sure. I think that was a critical thing. Now that I remember it was how do we ensure that each one of us wins in some way that each one of us gets some of our uh, core uh, needs or core goals met and in the process of trying to figure out what is driving it I think the magic started to happen 
And that's why the bonding became really, really strong. Because mm -hmm. if you think about it, right, uh, the the synthesis we laid out, the vision that we laid out, right, those five, six points, we pretty much got five out of six, which is pretty darn good. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we also discovered that we had we shared another core value, personal growth. And then we really shifted at some point from focusing on external to focusing on internal. Right? The the, the tribe became our own laboratory where we'd experiment on ourselves. And then the experiments would bear fruit in pod, as podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think I, maybe I would even I would even go as far as say that Matt internal focus on the tribe is 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 a core element of a, of a successful long term tribe. Yeah, I, I would mm -hmm. add one piece to that. Uh, uh, I would say we focused on ourselves, but also gave enough room for to the others to focus on themselves and a shared space where they could experiment without fear and judgment. Right. Yeah, you're talking about the three of us, yeah? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think I think that's a critical aspect in any tribe where each one contributes their best to the group, but at the same time they also know in return they have this this shared space to play with and also uh judgment free listening, which I think is is rare. But that mm. can that can happen. For example, some of the things that we talk about, for God's sake, if if that ever got out on tape or got <laughs> out, it would be crazy. But the yeah. fact that we can actually sit and have that conversation so openly, mm -hmm. without a sense of shame or judgment, uh, is is critical. And and I think if true growth has to happen, that that level of a shared space and a supportive space is critical. Yeah, and I remember at some point we started feeling very much that like what we do is we have these uh, campfire discussions in a group of friends. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. We even I, I think for for a little while we even had a uh, uh, an introduction slapped in our podcasts that talks about a campfire or something like that. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Actually, interestingly, um, uh, what you just mentioned, Michael, the uh, open space, right? The the, uh, the non-judgmental uh, approach, like allowing others. This exactly the same thing is uh, happening on the dance floor, right? Like say five items, whatever contact them, whatever the things I'm going for, right? Uh, and I'm sure Armani has the same uh, experience there, right? And uh, it it seems to me that that's actually a very very much common theme. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you mentioned this before uh, when we discussed this, but that seems to me like a common theme among all the tribes that I've seen. That if you really truly uh, feel like you're part of a tribe, that's the kind of qualities you want, right? Yes, yeah. and 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 I think I. I Completely agree. I think I think uh, when we say non-judgmental, doesn't mean that we don't call each other on each other's bullshit. In fact, we yeah, call, yeah, yeah. We're just gonna say this, right? Right. right. It, it, there's also the no BS, right? Yeah. So yeah. we do call each other on each other's bullshit very uh -huh. aggressively, but 
I think there's still a sense of love. There's still a sense of compassion mm-hmm. uh, that goes with it. Um, and and I think that's what allows it to be completely uh, uh, shared space with with judgment free environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like there's no, there's no punishment attached, right? In there's fact, only, yeah. Agree. Uh, In fact, you almost. I think it's interesting. We can almost draw a distinction between a tribe and a theocracy or a corporation, where in a theocracy or a corporation you have to fit a particular mold. and then you become it but in a tribe you be who you are and allow others to be who they are and that is one of the things that binds you as a group and mm-hmm. yes you make a few sacrifices here and there for each other but it doesn't change the essence of who you are mhm mhm you're not you're, you're not going to become a, a a particular suit and the moment you start having a particular uniform if you will or <laughs> uh, a a deep uh, uh, a deep language that only the that people within that group understand i think something begins to get lost mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay so what are we what are we going to take it from there <laughs> uh do you want to continue with the few more values that we shared yeah why don't we Or, why don't we yeah. why don't we go down that path sure All right. So we already spoke about intelligence and personal growth. Um and then um the next one, I think we all at, at the at the risk of being immodest, I would say, I think we all have big heart. And and this is this is important uh because that allows which what Mayuri just said. uh giving freely to each other and in mm-hmm. the sense of uh, non-judgment yes yeah uh, actually funny enough i don't think we actually discovered this value the big heart value until uh well fairly recently i should say right <laughs> a few minutes ago <laughs> a few minutes like a few minutes ago uh i mean come to think of it it's been there pretty much all the time right yeah. uh it it probably appeared as a uh, binding value early on like when we started to actually gel as a group and it carried over all through all this time we just didn't quite saw it language right we didn't quite language it right but it was there all the time yeah and and as it was actually a big big uh, value kind of uh, kind of reminds me of uh, something from my childhood you know uh uh when uncle used to always tell me you know he would he would get me to memorize these poems over and over again and I, i would ask him why the hell do you want me to learn this this poetry with that stagor or uh rumi or frost and blake and most of it didn't make any sense back then and he kept telling me it's like learn these by heart for one day your heart will break and then these seeds can fall in and what you can pray for what you can pray for then is that you build your new heart which is bigger now i understand i think i understand what he meant is that it's our capacity to handle pain right as your capacity to handle pain increases your capacity to empathize and sympathize with the world increases so in in big heart 
to me at least means okay how much pain can i handle and i'm not talking about being uh, a sadist or uh, or or anything of that I, i'm not talking about snm at all right <laughs> <laughs> but what, what i'm talking about is uh, not uh, yet not yet i'll come to the next series of podcasts <laughs> but but, uh, but your ability uh, to hold that space even when it hurts you just to see the other grow up and grow through mm-hmm. english is a weird language to get this particular emotion out i suppose at least for me <laughs> Yeah, I I I would also point out that this quote of Big Heart, uh, I think it's crucial in every tribe, but it doesn't need to be you know Big Heart to the whole world. I mean, you don't need to be Dalai Lama, right? <laughs> uh, let's be realistic here, right? Mm-hmm. But you do need to have Big Heart towards your tribe members, <laughs> I, I, I at least to your tribe members. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's really what hap- What what matters, right? I mean, uh, this. Yeah. I, I I don't know how Dalai Lama is doing that, but uh, I can't imagine having a big heart for the entire world, like in a true sense of the word. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's always the people that I that I touch, right? It's always right here, right now. Literally, Sergey, literally touch. Yeah, well, well, or through friendship, whatever, right? I mean, okay, you, you you're too far away for me to actually reach you physically just at the moment, but you know. Nonetheless, right? So uh, <clears throat> it's it's the close. It's I, th- I think it, it it always starts with the people close to you. I think it always starts there. Yeah, I, I see them as spheres of influence, right? And mm-hmm. as you as like Uncle used to say, the more your heart breaks, you have the capacity either to build a build a bigger heart or a smaller heart. Mm-hmm. What he was really talking about is whether we expand our tribes. you know expand the sphere of what we can feel and hold the world for or make it smaller so each each break in the cosmic egg can be can be an opportunity that to grow or to shrink mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm, so far we we spoke about uh three values right intelligence personal growth and big heart and i would claim that these three are universal to every tribe I mean it's hard to imagine a tribe where 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 the where the folks believe that they're stupid right or where where if it's a lot over a long term tribe where there isn't a lot of inner work that's going on for, for for people right or the ones that have a small heart over each other I mean this is just hard to imagine as tribes but I think the next one is is n- next value we shared uh is not necessary is not necessary for a tribe but we did share it for us it was generosity contribution to the outside Mhm. Mm-hmm. And I think you can you, you can have a functioning tribe without this value which is just focused on some internal goals. Yeah. Would you say so? Yeah, I I I definitely would say that that's true. I think of uh um in fact I I may have an example. Let's see if that actually fits. Um an example of a tribe that does not have generosity outwards and it still it's a functional tribe. So as an example it could be a let's say uh some kind of a let's let's say specifically a, a men's group for example like guys get together and talk about right like yeah they go into wilderness to work on their own issues yeah yeah okay monasteries like monks you know getting together and you know they don't necessarily contribute anything outside like for some small monastery uh they they may be some you know places like that uh but they work on their own stuff uh 
and yet it's functional so it serves their purpose but i think i think the two ways to look at it right uh, again i think it brings the sphere of influence back to the conversation like even if you take some of the old school franciscan tribes right that were very inward focused if you will you know mm-hmm. their monastery mattered their their rules mattered there was a lot of generosity and contribution towards each other within the tribe but what we are talking about yeah. uh, is the directionality of mm-hmm. the of the generosity it so happened within us within us i think i think that generosity has to be there otherwise you're going to be an individual mm-hmm. no man's an island by himself as far as i'm concerned right uh, but ours ours was focused a lot more to the outside i think we had different degrees for example i think back when we started i and karan were at two ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. <laughs> right but it it still it still was focused on the outside we wanted to make a difference mm-hmm. we wanted to give this away right Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, I think I think if yeah. if there yeah. is if the, if you don't have general if you can't think of more than yourself, right? If you mm-hmm. can't sacrifice, if you can't hold space, if you can't contribute to something greater than yourself, mm-hmm. then you you don't really have a tribe. You have somebody maybe using a tribe mm-hmm. rather than you being a functional member of a functioning mm-hmm. tribe. Yeah. So in other words, the the flavor of generosity, which is for the tribe members i think it also mm-hmm. has to be there right yes uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah. so then the next value we also shared was freedom and independence <laughs> and uh if i try to imagine a tribe without values of freedom and independence what comes up for me is a is a cult Indeed. maybe that's the, maybe that's the biggest difference between a, 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 a a tribe and a, a tribe cult. and a cult right yeah freedom to exit <laughs> possible right. yeah right. i think that's in a cult, cult it's a submission of 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 your individuality and your freedom yeah and in the tribe uh-huh. it's a, uh it's more like a celebration of it mhm 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 and quite frankly i think uh this this scared quite a few people right uh if you remember back in the days when we would do some of these trainings with nlp groups all around uh the fact that we were independent thinkers they wanted to listen to us they would pay attention write notes but they would not want to mesh engage, engage and mesh with us because yeah. it, it 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 scared quite a few of them mhm mhm yeah i guess in many ways people wouldn't know our next move well in many cases we didn't know our next move exactly which is <laughs> so which, good luck trying to figure yeah. out <laughs> right so yeah. which is exactly what's scary yeah. right if, if if say their values would be like stability security for example right yeah. uh predictability then we were like totally opposite of that uh yeah it's freedom but hey comes at a cost comes at a cost yeah yeah uh-huh <clears throat> yeah and then the last one is i don't know about if it's a value but it's it's more like a result of everything of our journey together is we became friends and then we value our friendship very much mm-hmm. uh, and it's, i think at some point it became almost primary yes mm-hmm. I, i i i do think it's value and the, i think the value is love right there was kind of it made us more than friends it's almost like brothers right in in some ways that there's this this was a family Right. Yeah. And and I think I think that that the 
God, I can't believe I sound so green, but that was that. <laughs> uh, green SD level six for you geeks out there. That's what I mean. Uh, uh, own it. Huh? Own it. Come on. Okay. I'm owning, I'm owning, owning the love. <laughs> yes. But I do think it's a value. And uh, uh, the value, because I think there's a fierceness in that love rather than, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, everything is sweet and jolly. I think, I think uh, any true love, and again, love in English is so sick. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a quality of fierceness and there's a quality of tenderness that go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of this, I don't know, should I say kind of a tough brotherly love kind of a thing that we share, right? It's one way to see it it all the way. Yeah, that's one way to see it. But it's out of, you know, I just want to help you, bro, you know, that kind of way. So that's why I'm going to... And I think think that has to be there in a tribe where you're willing to give each other that shit, but still stand up for the other uh, in the face of any problem or issues that come up, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess another way of phrasing that is, uh, so you phrase it as love, I guess I'll phrase it as a relationship which is also a value, right? It's probably the same thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's another word. So. Mm-hmm. I've had some relationships which are based out of hate. That's the other. That's why I don't use the word uh, relationship. <laughs> well, okay. If you, wanna, you know what I mean. If you want to stretch it. <laughs> well, you can relate to somebody and it can be out of hate. Uh, <laughs> right? So. I don't know, I think that's a stretch definition. We we talked about why aligning values are important and we ran through some of the values we shared in our tribe and in fact these some of these are quite universal. And I think they're quite universal, like even some of the experiments that we're doing, for example, you taking it to your dance, me taking into my martial arts. Mm -hmm. I think those pieces come together regardless of where you are. And when when those are present it starts gelling the group pretty tightly together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it has happened to us. But let's talk about how, how to find other folks with aligned values. And maybe you want to expand your tribe, or maybe you want to regenerate, have some new blood, or maybe someone left, you want to add a new person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what's the question? Um, yeah, well, we, we, got, we, you know, we, we have a quick, a quick structure we have is that you've got to know your own values. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to know what you're looking for. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think that's the hardest part, right? Uh, and making the distinction between your short-term goals and what truly matters to you. Um, yeah, which was very different for us, right? The short-term goals were one thing, and values were another. And and it was not possible for us to know our values in the very beginning. It, it, some time had to pass. Yes, yeah. I think you have to give it time, and you have to be willing to ask some really hard, uncomfortable questions. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like close to seven years into it, and we're still discovering new values that are really important. Huh? <laughs> Talk about that one. Yeah. So yeah. Or oh, perhaps we have grown, and we are rediscovering a few things. I well, would hope we have grown. <laughs> no, we we, we we have, but I mean, come think of it, right? Yes. Because, At least some of us. <laughs> At least some of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in some ways you know i would say we were lucky right we started the three of us and then and then we we just happened to we magically happened to have 
So as I was saying, you know, I think intention plays an important part. Like for example, the tribe I'm forming around my dojo, it takes time, but I weed out people very aggressively that don't fit in with that particular way of being. And many of these things are present. For example, uh, there's intelligence, you know, you have guys who are vice presidents of companies, who found their own companies, you know, leaders in sales, doctors. You know, they're pretty intelligent people for whom growth is important. I would say they have a big heart, they're pretty darn generous with their time. So I think when you set that intention up and they're not afraid to weave people out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, while running a dojo, most people will say, sign up as many people as you want and keep them there. And I usually try to get rid of people. I let anyone join in, but pretty quickly get rid of people if they don't exhibit those values. Mm-hmm. So I think that can be set into motion. I think we were lucky to do it, I think. But the critical aspect is, are you persistent enough to hold attention on the intention you want to bring in and then align those people who 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 sync with it mm-hmm. and keep them there it can be created it takes work but it can be done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think we got lucky that 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 the three of us just gelled together um if i were to form a tribe now i would try to get more people in in the beginning because Chances are some, since the values are not clear in the very beginning, right? As mayor, as you say, right? I would look and filter as much as possible, but but mistakes will happen, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So so um, I would try to have a larger group at the start so that when few people who are misaligned leave, there's still a group left. I mean, think about it, right? We've bought about 12 different collaborators into our, our, our midst. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some have contributed significantly, like Paul Codis and Paul Rebello, and some, uh, quite frankly, were so stuck up and so full of themselves uh, that it just didn't work out. Some of them asked some of us to leave in hmm. order to even collaborate. Some mm-hmm. just didn't mesh. Right. Um, so I, I think you have to go through a lot to find people who truly sink in with you. And I'm not saying that the people who left were wrong, but their set of values were very different from our set. And together, it just didn't mesh, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. So we were trying to create an orchestra and they were trying to sing rap. It just, no, that fusion could happen, but it usually doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also it took some time for us to build up our reputation, so to speak. Yeah, before before we could approach uh, other folks and say, "Hey, this is us. And we think you you you're on the same wavelength. Let's collaborate together, and possibly maybe you can join us if it works out." But you know, this wasn't happening from the from the moment zero. First, some reputation, some some something had to be done by us. And you also, I think, you have to be willing to take no's. I mean, you guys know how many no's I took. Oh, right? yeah. mm-hmm. over a period of years right and uh, if you if you give up the moment you hear the first no or the first time somebody disagrees with you man you're not gonna get off the ground mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and uh, interesting to um, just a, a thought that I have when you were saying about the repu- building the reputation right uh, maybe partly uh, the reputation is needed well, not not only to say, okay, we're actually for real, you know, we, we mean business, but also uh, to demonstrate that here are the values we're actually 
demonstrating. Your actions, actions demonstrate your values. Yes. Yeah. And when other people see that, even even if they you know consciously wouldn't even register that, they they still feel that they are either resonating with that or they don't, and they have a better idea of. Uh, uh, whether they want to work with us. Yeah, I mean, think mm -hmm. about it. There were a few people who spoke to us and then they said no. Mm -hmm. And part of it was where, I won't name names, but you guys know who I'm talking about, right? Uh, where, for example, maybe our values of intelligence were not aligned or our values of contribution were not aligned, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one extreme example, for example, is Marshall Thurber was so generous he just gave us all the tapes of Bucky Fuller without batting an eyelid the first time he met us yeah uh -huh. mm -hmm. right so uh, and then there are others who kept things so close to God they said oh if you really want to learn you had to come and take classes with me and again I think you guys know who I'm talking <laughs> about right uh, and they were using it as as a marketing of their services and those people never really got far with what could have been possible mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. well I think we ran through all the thoughts we wanted to give on this podcast do you guys want to add anything I would say that you know uh, be aggressive and fail often uh, but align with values and if you don't align with values no matter what else is there it just won't seem fulfilling but when the values are aligned what it does is it brings us a, a, a sense of meaning and a sense of significance into what you do. And then work does not remain work. It changes into something far greater than work. And it truly becomes the Tao or the way, the path of transformation itself. Mm -hmm. And the tribe enters flow and this, it's an amazing state where not just the, you are flowing, which happens rare enough, but the whole tribe is flowing. It's really, truly amazing. Yeah. yeah. And time and space don't matter, quite frankly, at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. With that in mind. Have a wonderful day. Good night and good luck. And may you be happy. The copyright of this recording is owned by the Radical Change Group and the individual contributors. Permission to copy and distribute freely is granted, provided that the entire recording on this notice remain intact. Please visit us at www.radicalchangegroup.com. Your comments and feedback will be greatly appreciated.